Welcome back to the Backside Ground Balls podcast, coming to you live here from North Carolina, sponsored by Spectrum Wi-Fi. I don't know if we're actually recording this or not right now. We've had three takes on the on the episode because Spectrum is serving the North Carolina public with below average Wi-Fi. So <laughs> this is our third take. I hope it's actually working. And I think it is. Looks My like it. My parents live in a house that was built in the 1700s with, like, that it was clearly built by people's bare hands, no machines at all. I mean, about 18 inches thick of just rock. And our Wi-Fi was better than this. It's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Unless Spectrum actually wants to sponsor a podcast, and it's the greatest Wi-Fi I've ever had. Mm-hmm. 100%. One hundred percent. If we uh, if we got Spectrum to to pony up some bucks for to to fund the Wi-Fi, I'd probably pay for the better service. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> which which if I called and asked why my internet sucked, they'd be like, "It's because you're cheap," and I'd be like, "No arguments there, sir." I guess me too. I guess that's my issue too. I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know how I feel about Spectrum at this point. I just want to answer one of the questions. One, one, one of these days, we'll, we will we will uh, post the video of me and my frustrations with with uh, Spectrum Wi Fi <laughs> on the TikTok. The struggles we just, just getting talking. We just got to start doing live episodes. Me and you in person. Remember yeah, when we had dreams of doing a bunch of live, and we've done it once. Yeah, we did it twice. But we're really twice. lazy. Go live. Once from, that's right. Once from the couch at my house before Penn State's opening game, yep. and once from uh, the your place, the in-laws. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> well, like I said, we're gonna, we're gonna do a mailbag episode, but part of the mailbag episode was to get it to stream to YouTube, which. I guess it's not doing it. <laughs> this has been a disaster for anyone who wants to know. You're seeing how the sausage is made right now because this is about as unfiltered and unedited as you can get of us just trying to deal with this. Also, if I'm anyone out see- there listening to us is a community, like is a media major, communications needs an internship and wants to produce our podcast so this doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Email, email. Come on me. by. Email mm-hmm. me, dangalotti11 at gmail.com. Please send me your resume and a short video on, on just showing me how to use Riverside. And, yeah, actually, uh, you don't even need to send a video. If you just tell me you know what you're doing, I'll probably give you a shot. <laughs> Whatever paperwork your professor needs filled out, I will fill it out. Uh, if you're if you're in the state of North Carolina, you jump to the front of the line. Yes, 100%. 100%. But we'll take anywhere. Uh, you can go to Directional University. Hired. Direction. Yeah, Western Carolina grads. You're here in a minute. Yeah. If only we Whatever. had a Wake Forest grad that had some connections in the social media department. I'm a grad, boys. Cool. <laughs> yeah, go grab, go grab somebody from the super graduate. Hero. I had like a. I had like a. I'd be good. I I love that class. Oh my gosh. The yeah, I got my paper on here probably of the superhero I created. It's probably like 10 pages. I can't remember what I named him. That should be an episode awesome. of you just reading the essay live <laughs> on YouTube. Hey, do you uh, do you know – does anybody in that pitching lab down there in uh, Winston-Salem like want to get into producing podcasts? You know probably. what they say. You start out on Backside Ground Ball podcast today and tomorrow you're on college game day. <laughs> we're, the gate, we're the gateway to uh, – the gateway professional to professional careers, the mothership. <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna put this five minute 
in the episode that we're going to put on the podcast, but I'm going to stop recording so we can make sure we stream it and then we'll start asking the mailbag questions. Cool. Do you need to bleep out my email? No. <laughs> A lot of boxes in my Monday morning. Yeah. All right. So first question for the mailbag on this weekend, we're going to go with Dan. You're going to kick us off. Sign one, trade one, release one. Wander Franco, Julio Rodriguez, Adley Rutschman. This question isn't fair. I'm just going to, I'm protesting right now. I think I protested one last time we did this. Uh, there is no right answer to this because why would anyone get rid of any of these guys? So I'm going to play favorites here. I love Julio Rodriguez. Uh, if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, you know that. He's one of my favorite players in baseball. So. I'm giving Julio an extension. Adley Rushman's probably legitimately like the best young player in baseball right now just because his position's a premium. Like he's he's going into his first full big league season. He's probably the second best catcher in baseball, some people would argue. So I would trade him because the haul you would get is unbelievable. And somehow that means I have to release Wander Franco and I should be fired from my job. But that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Sorry, Wander. Love it. Colin, give me your sign one, trade one, release one. Same as Dan, no right answers. Don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna sign Adley. Grew up, you know, grew up a Baltimore fan. Family's from there, and after the years they had in the past, it's exciting to see them, you know, build around a really solid catcher. Who I mean, like Trevor said, who's or like you said, he's like the second best catcher in baseball at this point. And uh, I'm gonna have to trade Julio. I just feel like, I mean, gosh, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. I'm going to have to trade Julio. I just think I just think you can get a lot for him in return. I mean, just 22 years old, coming off a Silver Slugger All-Star, Rookie of the Year. I mean, unbelievable season. I feel like you can get a lot from him. And I'm sorry, I'm going to have to release Wander Franco. Uh, this is phenomenal podcasting here because we're actually all going to disagree. I'm signing Wander Franco. He's the best hitting prospect that we've had rated since ever, really, quite frankly. He got sure, an 80 Julio, Julio did it. Yeah, that's fine. But Wander Franco Wander had an didn't. 80 grade hit tool. And if there's any if there is any skill set that plays for years, it's a hit tool. It's hit tool. I'm going to tr- I'm going to trade Adley Rutschman because I think catchers are a premium and you're gonna get a haul back. And sadly I have to cut bait with Julio Rodriguez at that point. Part of my motivation to sign Wander Franco is just the fact that you guys signed the other two, so I figured I'd just be different and, and just be the the guy there. I really didn't know what my answer was going to be, but in all reality, he's a guy that I think people do forget about that of how highly regarded he was when he made his debut. There, he took some lumps in the big leagues in transitioning, but the guy can hit. He's going to continue to grow into a lot of more power, and he's a, he's a superstar, and the Rays are going to utilize his skill set just up until the day they decide to trade him to the Yankees and for for an absolute haul and extend their window 10 more years. So I'm going to go with Wander Franco there, and obviously Adley Rutschman's a superstar just bonafide superstar. He's going to be the face of the, the Orioles for years. And I'm not going to lie. One of the things that we're not given enough credit for is the fact of how many teenage girls are going to attend Baltimore Orioles games over oh the next five to ten years. Because Gunnar including Henderson me. and Adley Rutschman oh, including me, handsome. The <laughs> hair. They got it all. The hair. They're going to have the contract. Oh also, I just gosh. want to – I don't want this, this question to go under the radar without – us going back to the fact that Trevor just continues to solidify himself as just the most unfriendly player friendly person on the podcast. Uh, Wander Franco is going to have the smallest contract of the three. So weird that Trevor's going to sign that guy because the players don't deserve anything in Trevor's mind. Um, good thing there are people like me and Colin out here who have the players' best interest at heart. Yes. Thanks, GM Trevor. Yeah. Of course, yeah. of course. I mean, I mean you've just get, like I know you you you've stood on the box and like you, you you're one, you're like a politician. You keep saying that you're not player friendly and then when you yeah. make a point it's always just against the player. I love that out of you though. All, all I'm going to say is there's two things. You got you got to bring that attitude to the negotiation <laughs> table. There's no denying that. You have to be ready to play that game, all right? Like you you have to be able to show the public one thing. And it also brings to the fact that now our podcast has the resident GM, we have the coach and we have the player. 
got a perspective from all different angles. That's yeah, what we're that's going for. So, so I'm just I'm just in character. That's all. That's all I'm doing. I'm that fake that I'm in character right now. <laughs> Any last points on that question? How no, I just wanted to make sure we knew that. Oh, yes, that's so fair. Adley's so yeah. good, and Adley's I would. So I, good. You did make a great point that the 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 teenage girls buying tickets in Baltimore were guys. Oh, it's gonna be. Don't yeah. discriminate. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. We're guys, me included, as Dan said. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like so when, kids, when Gunnar Henderson stunned. hit that homer and the hair and flew his out helmet flew off, and that he ran around the bases with the hair. like you couldn't make that Majestic. up. Majestic. The hair's bouncing. Colin, when you get your first big league punchy, I need the hat to come off and let your hair just just give you a little shake. Yeah, absolutely. And then I I came across (laughs) Adley Rutschman's TikTok as I was scouring the internet looking for followers. And he was, for the holidays, he had a nice black turtleneck sweater with the hair slicked back. And I was like, You look good. I saw that. You look good, man. You look good. Good for you guys. Good good for the good for Baltimore. Good for teenage girls in Baltimore. Shout out. We're guys. We're guys. Or guys. We're growing the brand. We're we're growing the Orioles brand. Baltimore's in a good place. You got Lamar Jackson. Hopefully you keep him. You got Gunnar Henderson. You got Adley Rutschman. I mean let's clean up crime a little bit. We're in a good shape. People are moving into the Inner Harbor like crazy. Yeah. Like my wife's high school Baltimore's is in Inner Harbor now. Back. Baltimore's coming back. Baltimore's coming back. Camden Yards is going to be jumping this year. Oh, it's going to be great. Beautiful park. All right, so this one's going to be a little bit different here. We're going to do 2023 Comeback Player of the Year. Colin, you first. I'm going to go with Cody Bellinger. I mean, after his 2019 season, he just – I mean – he was one of the best hitters in baseball at that point. And then, I mean, obviously, injuries and stuff, I mean, just fell off. We were looking at stats and stuff. Like, he was hitting, what, was it 150 off of fastballs, and he was seeing 67% of fastballs. And I just feel like it has to click for him at some point. I mean, the new change of scenery in Chicago, maybe they see stuff that other teams didn't see. I mean, it's kind of tough. Like, you know, he comes from the Dodgers, who have been incredibly known to develop players. But – I also just feel like he knows that there's way more in the tank and that he can be the player that he was in 2019. And, I mean, I also saw that he's a million-dollar incentive. He's the comeback player of the year. So I think that's a little bit of a, a, hey, here, let's go get a revenge tour. Let's show everybody what I'm made of. But I'm going with Cody Bellinger. I think he can he can pull it out of himself eventually here. He's like the number one change of scenery candidate this year. He needs yeah. it. Like, who, who's like, a yeah. – like a stud that like is on a new team this year that's had a couple down years. Like Bellinger to me is the first guy I think of. Like he's that changes, yeah, that changes scenery. Yeah. Like this player perspective. Like sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, like yeah, oh, change scenery a little off your shoulders. Here we go, new city, new place, new people, new guys. Like here we go. Wind starts whipping out in in the summer and Wrigley, and he's just mm-hmm. flicking balls out to left center. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. gonna play a really good center field there. Go time, and he's young. He's twenty six. He's got plenty of time still to right. I mean, he's going to get paid next offseason. Yeah. 26 is the reason why, because the skill set that he possesses is still there and the problems he has are fixable. So yeah. like he screams, right. like, like you said, it's weird to think that a guy needs a change of scenery away from the Dodgers just because of the fact of like what the Dodgers the organization's Dodgers. been. But that guy definitely needs it, and a breath of fresh air in Chicago and, and a new new city. I think is going to they're going to love him. him. They're going him. to love him in Dansby. Love They've him. got a really likable team. They do. It's hard likable team. It's hard to hate the Cubs. I mean, just yeah. the history and stuff. Like it's hard to just bash them. Like gosh, yeah. But and like just the guy like Hap Dansby Belly. That's a really likable Rossi. Team. Matt Rob, Mervis, David for Ross. The, you know, future times. Yeah. Matt yeah. Mervis, a little sneak peek of the future for everybody. Yeah, Dan, uh, give me your t- your comeback player of the year. Well, Trev, as much as I want to say uh, Jason Bay or Brian Giles, <laughs> I'm going to go with Ozzy Albie's. Uh, kind of an obvious one. He didn't play last year; he was banged up. But the year before, he guy had 40 doubles, 30 home runs, plays Gold Glove second base, steals bases. Guy, he does everything you want on the baseball field, and he does it with a smile on his face. 
no matter who you're a fan of, you can't hate Ozzy Albies. And he's going to be healthy, and they're going to rely on him. They lose Dansby. And honestly, I think his presence in the lineup helps Acuna. Like, I, I just do. They came up together. They've been playing together for a long time. They're both kind of – they were the poster childs of this new era of Braves baseball. And, like, I think when he's in the lineup, it, it helps Acuna, and I think that he's just going to have a huge year. I mean, he was an all-star – the last time we saw him healthy for a full season, I see. I don't see why he wouldn't be an All Star again. I don't. I mean, he does everything. Everything. It's a good I love one. that answer. Yeah, yeah, that's a great answer. You pulled the you pulled the NFL comeback player of the year out there. Just the guy with like an injury who's out for a yeah. while and mm-hmm. then just comes back yeah. and Joe Burrow like, right. tears it up. Yeah. <laughs> the Saquon Barkleys of the world. That's mm-hmm. like well, talents. Love. Hey, he's that. still good. He was just banged up. Yeah, exactly. He's really good. I, I could actually Seriously, that one I Jason actually Bay. Think could see happen. Yeah, Jason Bay, I could see happening <laughs> as well. Um, <laughs> Hideki Matsui, I think, is a sleeper <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're paying attention. Uh, Yasiel Puig, come, talking about a comeback. Ooh. The guy's gambling. He's too busy putting together 11 leg parlays to come back to Major League Baseball. <laughs> uh, real recognize real. That's all I'm going to say with that one. <laughs> so, f- for my comeback play of the year, um, you know, it's a guy that I probably gave too much credit over the last year when he stunk it up. It's Josh Donaldson. Um, from what the sound of it, uh, Ian Happ on his podcast was talking that he ran into Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson was breaking down the biomechanics of his swing, getting into the nitty-gritty, trying to utilize his body a little bit better for age. Health is going to be the biggest factor for him, obviously, with how old he is. If he can stay healthy, I think that's going to be priority number one. But if the swing improvements are real and he makes a, a conscious effort to to kind of get to hitting the ball as hard as he was even two years ago, there's no reason he couldn't pop 25 to 30 homers hitting in a lineup with John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge and, and obviously being kind of overshadowed by those superstars. So he'll be an interesting guy to watch uh, over the next calendar year to see if he, that swing improvement makes a difference. Where does he fit there? Is he going to play every day? If he breaks, he will. Got to earn it. Yeah, I think no right now. No, I think they have to kind of proceed with the fact that he might not. But right. if he comes out and swings the bat well like he's, like he could be capable of and he should be capable of, he's going to play every day, yeah. They have a weird lineup to me. They've always had a weird lineup. Stacked. It's just like these dudes. But yes, but no. Like stacked, but like weird. Stacked in name value. Yeah. I mean, imagine if Stanton ever stayed healthy, which we haven't seen him do since he won an MVP. But Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So be good for baseball. We'll go back to uh, sign one, trade one, and release one. This one's gonna uh, this one's tough. Sign one, trade one, release one. Jordan Alvarez, Austin Riley, or Louis Robert. Dan, you're gonna kick this one off. This is the easiest one for me. I'm sorry to everyone. Um, Jordan Alvarez to me is like one, like you could argue that he's the best player in baseball or best hitter in baseball. I think he's probably the best hitter in baseball. I mean, Mike Trout's yeah. still a thing, but like Jordan Alvarez is a freak show. And not only that, but like how many, when all three of us were growing up, there's a lefty power hitter, right? You, you'd run some, you know, Eddie or a pace that would come out of the bullpen from the left side and you would be able to get him out. And then you're like, Jordan Alvarez comes around. He's new age, like, He's the new age Barry Bonds almost. And I know that's a high compliment because I think Bonds is the best hitter ever. And obviously, Jordan's not going to hit the homers, but the guy hits 330. He doesn't care what side you throw it from. He doesn't care what pitches you throw. He knows the zone so well. He controls the zone so well. You want to pitch me away. You want to stay soft away. You want to attack me high heat. I'm going to go into the Crawford boxes. You want to try and bust me in with 102 Jose Alvarado. I'll ice the World Series. Like, you just see it over and over again. Um, so I would sign Alvarez, um, which then the only reason I'm going to answer this way is I, I think because of Luis Roberts' age and position, he might command a little more value on the market than Austin Riley. So then I would release Austin Riley. Robert just needs to say stay healthier. Like I would like to see a little bit more health. That whole White Sox team just needs to get healthy this year if they want to do anything. Um, so I would probably trade Robert and release Austin Riley. Again, with these questions, or you know, we'll hear GM Trev, whoever you can get a discount on, is who you're going to sign. We know that already, so it's not Jordan. Um, but like, you don't feel good about releasing or trading any of these guys. 
Dan's such a downer on this whole thing. The whole is you're not actually releasing them. Come on, man. It's just basically ranking them, but saying it in a different way. I had to say that eventually. It's like, well, I don't want to release any of them. Yeah, that's the point. If I would, if I wanted you to release a guy, it'd be Jordan Alvarez, Austin Riley, and Miguel Rojas. Easy. Sorry, Miggy. <laughs> Utility guy. Yeah, well, you'd be signing Miguel Rojas because you'd get him at a cheaper value and you play multiple we'll positions. Yeah, I'd trade, know. I'd package all Austin Riley and Jordan Alvarez for 10 top prospects. For a bunch of 17-year-old high school kids who haven't stepped foot on the major league field. But guess what? We don't have to pay them like they're actually human. So Team Trev's happy. Uh, Colin, side one, trade one, release one. Jordan Alvarez, Austin Riley, or Louis Robert? Like Dan said, signing Jordan. I mean, gosh. I've, uh, I've had stories from some of my buddies when he was in Lowe in the Midwest League. And they're showing me videos. They're like, who the heck is this guy? Like, where the heck he come from? And next, you know, he's just peppering balls over the fence, 400 feet. And my buddy, show, Matt Milburn, shows me a video of, he's like, I just let up a home in the Euro on Alvarez five years ago. Just tanks. I mean, he hits both sides well, like lefty, right? There's no lefty specials against him. There's nobody to come in there and spin him sliders. I mean, what playoffs? He's hitting the ball three, 400 feet, five inches off the plate, left field, like straightaway left field. I mean, he's got some of the most ridiculous power to all fields it's Free if you show. don't sign him you got some, something's up something's up i'll just say that and uh, Luis Robert, no pressure on my answer then well we Ooh. know already future Here value trev i'll tell you I'll, how okay. how I'll late do you stay up at night dming kylie mcdaniel i think dude he's the man <laughs> we know you so think awesome. that i'm stuck between trading oh uh, gosh I'm thinking like the trade Austin Riley because I think you can get a lot for him possibly. I mean, he had what? Th- I'm, I was just checking. I hit like 30, what, 35, 30 some home runs I'm last stud. year. I hit, you know, close to 300. In the past two years, he's been consistent 30 home runs and, you know, hitting close to 300. I mean, it's tough to let that guy go, but I feel like you get a lot for him in return. And I just think I would, I mean, at this point, I got to release Luis Robert. I mean, no offense, big dude. Please don't hurt me one day when I'm up there. So. <laughs> but yep, that's that. Uh, those are the those are my choices there. Keeping your done. I'm gonna trade Austin Riley. Sorry, I'm at the release, uh, Mr. Robert. Should He's check built the like like a safety. He's, He's built like huge. an NFL safety. He's huge. Yeah. He's he's awesome. Well. The way I'm going to start this question off is the fact that you two took the cheapest guy on the open market because he doesn't even play a position. What do you he's mean he's signed for the cheapest? He plays left. No, he's not. He doesn't you play know. left. He's a DH. Well, you just got Call done telling me is. what tool doesn't age. You just got done telling right. You just got done saying what tool doesn't age. Two minutes ago, hit tool. I agree, okay. but that what guy is not do better gonna than do everyone. <laughs> He Dude, is so good at the play. So if we're talking about if and we're Austin talking Riley's about a defensive wizard, what? Who's getting the cheapest contract on the open market is probably Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, until the Mets offer seven hundred and fifty million dollars over true. ten years. That's He's true. Hit, hit three thirty with forty home runs every year. Yeah. So I am also gonna sign Jordan Alvarez, not because he'd be the cheapest. I just wanted to point out weird the flaws in that. the argument. Yeah, weird that you started it with that. Jordan Alvarez hits you guys said he hits both sides well. He actually hits lefties better than better. righties this past year. Right. Especially in big moments. He had like he only hit against lefties in the playoffs. Who cares that he doesn't play a position because he absolutely rakes and he's going to hit like that for multiple years. And even if his hit tool isn't as good, he's going to always show power because he is a massive human being who just barrels everything. It it doesn't even make sense. It it doesn't make sense. And Colin was mentioning that one of his buddies gave up a homer to him. Anybody who like played him in the minors leagues was like, he was an automatic home run. It wasn't even like every series was an automatic home run. And like, that's just what he is. The pitching coach said the, the scan report where you were on Alvarez was just throw it. Just so what? There's no report. He has no weaknesses right now. Just throw it down the middle. If he gets himself out, you're lucky. If he doesn't, it's only a solo. So what? He, he actually – he actually has no weaknesses. Like no. Um, that's that's not a joke. At all. The scouting report is don't put anyone on in front of him. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
<laughs> I'm going at this point in time. I'm going to go with you guys and trade Austin Riley. I think if both were coming off of last year, Louis Robert probably brings back the better haul, and Louis Robert might be the more valuable asset. But Riley's coming off his second straight MVP caliber oh, season, unreal. at least. I know he's probably been really good for three now. Um, you know, he plays a good third base. It's not an elite third base, but it's a good third base, and, and he just hits. He rakes. He's probably the most underrated guy that that doesn't get enough credit because Dansby's so good looking. Ronald has so much flair and Ozzy is always having fun, but Austin Riley has been the best player on that team. And then Louis Robert, get him healthy. And, and you're talking about a guy who's a, a center fielder for the future of baseball. You're talking about a guy who's in the elk of Julio Rodriguez type talent. It's just a matter of getting him out on the field. That was his problem coming up through the minors. It's his problem now, but when he plays, it's usually pretty productive and he's usually a special talent. So um, tough to release him, but as it sits right now, the talent's there, but the on-field production just isn't bringing back the return that those other guys would get. GM Trev with the in-depth, in-depth look. I do it it. for the TikTok. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Colin, we're going to start this off to you. Um, Give your take on what it takes to become a professional baseball player. If you were given a seminar at at Titus and and a kid asked you what it takes to become a professional baseball player, what are you saying? Oh, man. I mean, a lot lot goes into it. I mean, obviously, like the – I mean, I say basics, but like just the basic dedication and passion and hard work. And I think like one of the bigger things is like for the love of the game, like once you stop loving it, it's not even worth playing anymore. It's not even worth showing up, not even worth putting in the work if you don't love what you do. But I think that'd probably be one of the best things to say to like a young kid, like, hey, you got to love it. But just going off of like thinking, like being professional, um, I think it just takes a lot of like commitment, but also like your routines and stuff have to be very, like you got to be dedicated to your whole routine. You're going to do it every day for, you know, I mean, like my goal is to do it for the next you know, 10, 12 years. And sometimes that can be boring. Like, Oh, I got to wake up every day and do the same thing. But I've gotten to the point where it's like, I wake up and I'm like, I'm ex- I got mobility work today. Like I'm excited to, you know, get better at something little, but uh, gosh, I feel like there's so much stuff that could really, could really tie into it. Obviously everybody has different, you know, perspectives of what it takes, but I think probably like a top three is like, you gotta love the game. You gotta love it. I'd say you gotta have a really good routine, and I mean, I also say like you also gotta have some like you you can't you can't go in there with like um like expecting it all to be well. You have to be used to failing. Like, like it's professional baseball. Like nobody's perfect. You gotta be used get used to the idea that you're gonna go out there sometimes and you're just not gonna have it. Like it's just gonna be bad. You're just gonna be like, holy crap! Like what is going on? Like this isn't supposed to be happening. Like I've worked really hard for this, but I'd say those three things probably top my list. Just you got to love the game, have a really good routine work, but there's a difference between routine and ritual. That's another thing we talk about for hours, but won't dive into that. And then, you know, last thing, uh, what did I just say? I forgot. Be really good. Yeah. Be really good too. <laughs> be really good. <laughs> be really but good. Be able, kind of you important. said be, be able, able to handle hard. failure. Yeah, yes. be able to handle failure. I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, we've talked about in the podcast before. You'll get high school dudes that have an experience. That you get top guys in college that have an experience. That here it comes. But those will probably be my top three. You know, I feel like there's so many other things you can tie in, like tie into this. All the nitty gritty stuff all the way down to nutrition all the way down to sleep recovery like those are all different stories but i think those top three would be the things that i would tell to some kids that you know want to get into it and really want to pursue this as a career love it love it so dan in a similar ilk close your eyes it's eight thirty at night you can smell the spread of penne alla vodka from the tower at Diamond Nation. <laughs> what are you looking for from a high school kid out there at the 8 o'clock slot? Your stomach's full from bread and penne a la vodka. And you just want to get to your hotel. 
I'm just trying to get the head coach from Arcadia to stop talking to me. He's been talking my ear off since 8 a.m. <laughs> All right, he's talking about NASCAR, which I don't really care about that much. <laughs> okay, he's talking about how he started a TV hanging business. Then he starts, you know, he won't stop talking about, you know, his trip to the Dominican Republic. So, and how much if, right is now, his, his recruiting it, coordinator doesn't do anything? Yeah, yeah. So from, from right now, he's year. complaining about last year's hitting coach and how much better he has it. You know, and I'm just nodding my head at this point because it's like you've had you've been in my ear since the first games today, coach. Uh, but in all seriousness, I mean, it's it's a lot of what Colin just said. I mean, you would like to, you know, tell him to just have some self-awareness, I think, is like one thing that um, is really hard for people to do. I had no self-awareness when I was in high school, but I think I would have been a lot better off for it had I had some self-awareness and understand like where you fit and what it what it's going to take. Like, you know, if you're going up a level, I don't care who you are. It's going to take a ton of work to be able to perform at the next level. Like you're not just going to roll out of bed. Like it may seem like that to you. Like if a freshman shows up on a campus and you see someone in college baseball as a freshman, you just might think that they're unbelievably talented. Well, yeah, sure. But someone, everyone else for the most part is too. So it's like they put in a lot of work and they work really hard and they get it. So um, have some self-awareness that, that you need to be able to work hard and you need to be able to love the game and, and honestly have fun. Like if you love the game and, and you work hard and you have fun, um, you're going to be successful and you're going to be able to play at the next level. And obviously, I mean, the talent goes without saying, but you know, for me, that's kind of like the, the core principles that I, I kind of think of. You gotta love it. I've seen guys that stop loving it and within a week they're gone. Like it's that right. fast. Like I'm right. That's at every level too, Colin. That's yeah. Like, like it's every level. level. That's, that's college yeah. level. There's kids that are talented as can be that just once you stop and you know, you know, once you stop loving it, that yeah, that, it's just, that's that's the end, and you can come to, to terms with too. that. It's tough to see, like guys have all this talent, they just you know dread going to the field every day. It's like, I mean, this is a blessing to show up. Right. I mean, right now, like show up. I'm going to Arizona in like you know two weeks. Like, how many people get to say this? Like, you to play baseball for the next six baseball. months. Like playing college baseball is such a small percentage. Like, you have such a, an amazing opportunity, but. I mean, you know, stuff happens, you know, outside of baseball that may affect it. But, you know, it's tough to see guys, you know, lose that love for the game. And I don't want to, you know, go down that road of 20 years from now, like regretting it. Like, I wish I I wish I didn't quit or I wish, you know, I wish I didn't do that. So no regrets. All I'm going to say, Colin, is the fact that you said, like, you don't understand why people wouldn't want to. The idea of trying to play baseball for the next six months every day just doesn't intrigue me at all. <laughs> my, my arm hurts. <laughs> my arm hurts. Maybe if I threw as hard as you do, yeah. I might be Like, pain-free. Like, yeah, it'd be incredible. Yeah. I'm like, you were saying that, like, you people take it for granted. I don't know how people lose that love. I'm glad you still got that flair because that doesn't even <laughs> register for <laughs> Oh, I'd rather have clubs in close. hand on a Wednesday yep. night with a bad dead well, end job. After you see know, you after there, that see you next Wednesday. Like, oh, dang, I'd rather be at the driving range for a little bit. Oh. Comes back, it's like, gosh, you know, I love this. Yeah, blast. that's that's, that's awesome. good, man. Because but loving is important. Very important. Very important. Love the game, Billy Chapel, baby. You know, from from my perspective on this question too, not how to become a professional baseball player, because obviously from that statement, you know, I had I don't have any interest in doing that. But you know, I took this question kind of two ways for any advice kids looking for to play college baseball. For first and foremost, if if you're if you have the resources to spend money, spend it on the weight room and spend it on player development. Don't spend it on showcases. That's first and foremost. You got to be talented. I know Dan said it when Colin was talking in a joking manner, and he said it when he was talking about college athletes too. But at the end of the day, if you're throwing 72 to 74, you're just barreling baseballs up hard on top to the second baseman at 84 miles per hour in BP, and you could be a good baseball player on the field with potential. Nobody's recruiting you from that standpoint. you got to get bigger, stronger, faster, first and foremost, to even stand out to a college recruiting coordinator or a head coach who's at that event. Secondly, you know, I definitely think there's confidence is one thing that I always look for from a hitter's standpoint. I, I knew I was going to recruit a guy when he was standing in the on-deck circle. For some reason, it was just kind of the things that I picked up on how they carried themselves, how much confidence they exuded. And obviously, at that point, you got to still be a good person and understand how to balance that that confidence to cockiness. But, you know, how you carry yourself on the baseball field and how you do those things the right way and, and 
kind of from that nature. And, you know, that was kind of the things I look for, but primarily from that standpoint too, it was bat speed and intent in the box were probably the main things I looked to from hitter standpoint was if you showed bat speed and you showed good intent on fastballs in the strike zone, you're probably getting your name circled on, on my big fat packet from diamond nation. So as I'm, I'm sleeping from Penale vodka. For the record, I would be honored if uh, Coach Torsani wanted to talk to me for 12 consecutive hours at a recruiting event. <laughs> yeah. We, we I just want that on the record. For, nothing but love for Coach Torsani. I'm going to cut that, you saying that out, um, and That's then just fine. leave the, the, the negative side of things. Um, so last one here, Colin, we'll ask you. We each got fun ones here, so – Funniest teammate and specifically best memory from that teammate. Oh man. Funniest teammates. That's a tough one to like think of off the top. Of my you can head. rank them. You can rattle them off. Yeah. Give a couple guys. Give a couple yeah. guys. Huh. I'm happy to hear that Trevor doesn't make the list. <laughs> mm. I say one guy that always brightened my spirits was always fun was uh, Trevor Powers. Okay, next question. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's funny. See, there you go. go. Funny. Prove your point. Witty. That is good. Um, I say one guy that always like brightened our spirits and always had a lot of fun was uh, I think I mentioned him earlier, Matt Milburn. He was older guy in Double A and. He still came to the field every day with just a big smile on his face, and and everybody called him dad around the house, around the clubhouse and stuff. He'd show up in his khakis and a polo every day, hair slicked back. Everybody called him dad. He always had these dad jokes, and I always thought that they were really funny and always like brighten the mood. But he's one guy I would say when I think of also when I think of funny as I just also think of like craziest. But I don't want to you know throw anybody under the bus here. And uh, fair. Expose anything? Ah, oh, gosh, I'm trying to think of any others from like college and stuff. Give us a give us a good funny story from from anybody. Then best memory of like that that just still to this day could get you and the boys just dying. Damn! Oh. <sighs> this is a tough question. That is a tough one because now I'm thinking about what mine would be. And I'm- I think I know what mine. Mine was probably from my coaching career, but quarters of against law. Sure, that's a good memory and stuff, but it was more so just uh, Wu Lee and and, uh, oh and things you can't say as a softball coach <laughs> that we say all the time as baseball coaches. All my like funny memories, like it's all like stuff that I just don't want to say. <laughs> that's fair. Right. I, I never thought things that you can't say as a softball coach was ever going to make it on the podcast because I feel like that would just be something that like I probably we can't go any further. Yeah, yeah, we can't go any further than that. But it also. Just as a, just to remember this, since Dan's giving me crap about the fact that you didn't say funniest teammate was me, who who said Wu Lee and who came up with the things you can't say as a softball coach? <laughs> that was both of you. Also, one time here, I'll help you out, Colin. There was also another time we were in Newark, New Jersey. I might have told this story on the pod, um, but we were in Newark, New Jersey, playing a doubleheader against Bloomfield College. It was a beautiful April day. I think it might have been like eighty degrees, whatever. Um, and my my normal my assistant pitching coach uh, had a dentist appointment or something, so he didn't make the trip. So I took Trevor, uh, who at the time was our assistant hitting coach, and I had him. With me, because I always like to have someone um, while I was calling pitches, you know, do a chart for me and, and just kind of be my ear. And I was always pretty loose, but um, our GoPro went out on the top of, of the dugout. And at a lot of uh, CAC fields, for those of you who don't know, dugouts aren't that spacious because you're playing in the northeast. So a lot of times I would sit just outside of our dugouts. And next thing you know, we're, we're hitting. And I was, uh, I was talking to somebody or something. I look over, and Trevor had rolled up his baseball pants. He had ankle socks on. He had his baseball pants rolled up like he was wearing, you know, shorties. <laughs> and he was scaling the side of the dugout <laughs> with his baseball pants rolled up, legs showing to get some that Newark, New Jersey sun just looking good. He's scaling the side of the dugout to fix the GoPro. Uh, and then it was that moment that I knew that you could just never take life too seriously. You know, we're in an extra inning ball game. I have, a, I have a story. I have a story that probably would have been one of the funniest ones. Um, no names here. 
confidential. Somebody at some field, they bet him to go into the water park, full uni, up the stairs, down the slide, and coach first base, and he did it. Not saying any names, nothing, wasn't there. Don't know what happened, don't know who it was, but somebody did that, won some money, and coached first base, soaking wet after going down water slide in right field. Mid-game's anybody, pretty impressive. Anybody, if anybody can find that stadium, and you know, we won't go anymore, but yeah. That's Mid-game's a impressive. Story. That's a phenomenal story. That is straight out of there's there's two things that I have to respond to in in Dan's story about me. One, I should have known I wasn't gonna make it as a college baseball coach at that <laughs> point, because I never took anything serious enough. Two, if I tried to do that in an Arcadia uniform, I would have been kicked out of the dugout so quick. And that's why that's why there's something special about Goldie Beak and baseball. I, no offense to the Arcadia program, and it's run terrifically, but there's just something about the culture of Goldie Beacon baseball is infectious. It's infectious, yeah. and it's reasons like that. Now, story. I don't know if Skipper saw that. We can ask him when we have him on the pod, but... Uh, Probably not, but he wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> no, he wouldn't be surprised. Trevor also never wore a hat in his entire tenure at Goldie Beacom. Um, What's the Skip point, didn't Colin, mind. You have long hair, so I get it. What's the point of me paying for a haircut if I'm going to cover it with a hat? That was my whole theory. I get my haircut. I get a nice fade. I get a nice beard trim. It looks good. And I put a hat over it. No. Oh. We all wear hats. It's funny, like, walking around, like, just, like, spring training. Like, you go to the mall, and it's like, there's a baseball player. There's another one. Backwards hat, long hair, Lulu. It's like, yep, we all just baseball player. the same. Yeah, every, all, everyone dresses the same. I still have a habit of, like, I wear a hat. This might be the first time I've ever been on the pod without a hat on. Yeah, I think be, so. Be, when we go, to the, we go to the gym with, like, Brandon Walter, Di Sabatino, and – at least once a week, we have the same outfit on. We're like, what? yeah, like, we need to coordinate this a little better. <laughs> I don't. Funny. It's just like I. I don't think I go to the gym every day with a hat on. Every day. Oh my I got headband I, and man bun. You know, I'm full blown caveman here. Jesus, that's pretty. Sick. I had long hair, and I didn't. I would wear a hat because it looked good in long hair. But I, I, haircuts are too expensive, man, to be covering it up with that. That's, that's true. I should. I should cut haircuts. back on the hats. That's, and paying for that's, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> Also, this economy. Yeah, unemployed. Also, another Goldie Beacom story was me challenging a guy on Bloomsburg to a push-up competition. He proceeded. I won the push-up competition, so that's that's all that mattered. They might have swept the four-game series, and that kid might have hit like three homers that day. But I won the push-up competition, and he was huge. Ben oh, Newbert, oh, really got, good baseball player. Again, really again good baseball players. player. Yeah, Morgan McSweeney. Uh, at one point during our, I think, 2019, we were at Wake. We were on a little bit of a roll, and uh, he found this baby turtle, and we took it with us for, like, three weekends straight. We had it in our dorm room, had a little cage for it, fed it every day, and I think my mom texted me, like, there was a, there was him on TV with the turtle, like, petting it. <laughs> rally, a rally turtle. You have to... Maybe one day I'll get him on here. I'll bring it up. But we I have pictures of it of me and Morgan McSweeney in study hall at Wake with this little turtle and he's just petting it. That was our rally our little rally uh, turtle lost that weekend, so we kind of uh got rid of know, him. Let let him free back into let the of the the wilderness. But I'm glad you let him free. Random. I was worried that story was gonna end a different way. Yeah, Peter was gonna be all over us. No, we would have been we canceled ham- by PETA if we haven't been canceled by softball already. We had a hamster at one point in our dorm room. Had nice. a hamster. That's good. All right, Dan, you hit me with this question. Biggest pet peeve? Um, I hope Marshall Autry is listening to this episode because I know we share the same exact pet peeve. We used to text each other about it all the time. Um, but when people eat loud or chew loud or slurp soup or their drink um, or chew gum <laughs> – that, I mean, it's a legit phobia that I have where I see red. Um, I used to have a family member. I won't call them out too too blatantly, but I used to have a family member who um, wasn't the quietest eater. And I used to snap. Like, I used to have to – it took everything in me not to snap. Um, 
And it's to the point now where my wife gets very self-conscious eating around me, which is probably not healthy, but she worries because like, I just can't, I, there's something about it. Cause I'll even, there are even certain things that I can't eat because I'll, I'll bother myself so bad. Um, I believe it's called misophone, misophobia, misophonia, miso, something like that. Um, yeah. It's like, uh, when you, when you have problems with the way people eat, hearing that, that sounds, um, but that like it dried nothing. I will be. It could completely flip my mood. Do, do dogs eating bother you? Yes. Really? Yes. Uh-huh. Misophonia. I think it's so cute. Misophonia. Yeah. No, the noises that and, – and my, my parents' pit bull, she – it's disgusting. Yeah, she demolishes I mean, the noises she makes because she, uh, she eats in about 30 seconds. The noises she makes. Um, so hopefully Marshall's listening, recurring guest, um, because Marshall knows exactly where I'm coming from. I know he does. Oh, I got a pet peeve. I can think of something too. Ooh, I My, I got one. Yeah, go what's yours then? I would say it's on on bus trips. Never, if anybody number two is on the bus, yeah, swear to God, yeah, walk. It's an pet peeve. Had <laughs> guys do that. Just walk, get out of there like nothing happened. Just don't do that. Oh my gosh, I've, my kids have still done it, and it's just. All I'm saying is if if I'm traveling through Texas and we pull into a Bucky's and I freaking hop to the burrito line, no, my stomach's a grumbling 10 minutes into the six hour drive. You better, you better. Well, that's your problem. Have a feel. Why are you hopping in the burrito line when you know you have 10 hours? On the plains of Texas. Who doesn't want a gas station burrito? People got to ride with you. Too many gas station pizzas have just been, oh, so nasty. (laughs) That just reminded me of your biggest pet peeve. My, I already, I already did mine. But Trevor's biggest pet peeve is when people put that are doctors put doctor on their license plate. Hate it. (laughs) I hate it. Can't stand it. Uh. Because it's all an ego thing. Or the other one I thought of, Dan, after answering that question was doctor on your credit card. Never seen that. Oh, it's a thing. Like when you have to enter your name on like name on the billing address, it's doctor. Yeah. Or yeah, because you fill in the suffix or whatever. Or people will put like like somebody who becomes a PT will put like, let's just say any name specific. Let's say Trevor Powers. That's the easiest way to not call anybody out, right? Trevor Powers comma dpt on your credit card. oh yeah. yeah yeah why why do you need your do you what think am i, I gonna put, put yeah you, you can, think put, I can put, I can put trevor powers i could, yeah, but can put, I put I could rbc put, retired baseball coach or you could put you could put ms because you have your master's of science in business education or mba <laughs> i have my master's in science like so i can do could MBA, ms dan galati mba yeah, Dan Galati MBA. Like, what a loser. Who does that? So why does a PT <laughs> me, do it? <laughs> me when I get my next card. <laughs> yeah, do it just to irritate me. The question that you guys wanted me to answer was best pitcher I've, I've ever faced, and this is actually a future podcast guest, so Brandon Walters. Oh, nice. Easy enough. I don't think I would ever make contact with him in my life. <laughs> I can't wait to I talk to him. I stood on his bullpens. Uh, it's this gross. Week. And I mean, you can't see spin, can't pick up any physical cues, and yes, he he's got it. He's got it. He's so good. He's just um, got it. Is that is that the president calling? Is that the GM? <laughs> the GM call. Is that Billy Bean? Billy Bean. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, um, so that'll that'll do for anybody. You guys got any last thoughts here? I do. I just want to say um, we had a nice uh, young lady reach out to us on TikTok asking if we could uh, produce a song for her son. So I would like to announce that we're starting the Backside Ground Balls um, music course. Uh, spots are filling up quick. You know, we got enough for 10. Trev and I will be teaching a music class. Um, mm-hmm. And if anyone else wants us to produce songs, just slide into our TikTok DMs. What are, what are those things called where people like you could do like a face video and and send it to somebody like a happy birthday or something? Uh, cameo, cameos. Yeah, we're starting cameos. Um, also, <laughs> on top of that, <laughs> you guys uh, want the backside yeah. ground balls crew to to 
tell your Wish dog you happy, happy, birthday. happy happy holidays next year. Just just let us know. We're we're more than willing to to kick it off and and make that happen. So, um, well, boys, it was, it was a pleasure. It took us probably two hours, <laughs> two to hours, forty five minute episode because as re- as remember, <laughs> Spectrum <laughs> Wi Fi until Spectrum's willing to sponsor this podcast. We are powered by Spectrum, and it's the lowest grade Spectrum you could imagine because we're all young and broke, and we're just trying to grow this podcast as best as possible. So Spectrum is the only Wi-Fi internet in North Carolina, and they still try to get me to sign up for cable in an era where I have my parents log in. So why would I do that? But anyway, (laughs) until the next episode of the Backside Ground Balls podcast, sponsored by Spectrum Wi-Fi. Make sure you're following on, on all social channels. The TikTok page is blowing up. We're above 400 followers, and I don't even think many of our loyal listeners are following yet. So make sure you tune in. I work really hard with my all my time that I have <laughs> making those videos, um, sending them out. So make sure you guys are following and checking them out. Um, just, we're hoping to grow the podcast as much as possible. Make sure you're following on all podcast platforms. A five-star review wouldn't hurt either. You want a question answered on the mailbag? You want something personal about us that you know answered on the recorded platform? Let throw us. it on a five-star review. Throw it on a five-star review. We'll, we'll bring it up on air. I'll, I'll get Dan all red and, and blushing on air. Um, that's not a problem. And uh, Make sure you're sharing with five friends. Dan's got one more thing to say. I don't. Have a great weekend, everyone. Um, yes. See you next week. Have a Get great weekend. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Next week's going to be a loaded. We're going to have a couple uh, guests on in, in a serious note that are going to be really good episodes. And we're getting close. We're starting our pre- preview season, and we're pretty excited about what we're going to do for to kick off the preview season. It's going to be a pr- couple fun episodes that I think everybody's going to enjoy. So make sure you're sharing with five friends. Grab your sister's phone, follow the Backside Ground Balls podcast. Grab your mom's phone, follow the Backside Ground Balls. Grandma's already listening. We already know that for a fact because she's dialed into the podcast. She knows what's going on. But everybody else in that family space, make sure you're grabbing their phone, subscribing to the pod, and sharing with five friends. And until next time, we'll see you guys on the next episode. (laughs) 